Hello, everybody. This is uh, John Gerstenhauer and, and Scott Poirier. Hope you're having a good day. Uh, this is the call, the monthly call for uh, this. You're going to have some fun this call, I'll tell you. We hold this call the second Monday of every month. Gold Club members can submit deals prior to the call. Uh, we'll review them right here on this call. If you're not a Gold Club member, member what's wrong with you? Why aren't you a Gold Club member? That's right, yeah. <laughs> you can listen to this call, but you can't participate. Now, you can get more information about becoming a Gold Club member at www.ronsgoldclub.com. Yeah, I'm a comedian, I know. Ronsgoldclub.com. And uh, please check it out. It really, uh, it's really worth it. To, it's not much money. Monthly, there's a low fee. And it, it's entry level, and it's really, uh, really worth it. Okay, if you are a Gold Club member and you'd like to ask a question or discuss a deal you submitted, we got some deals here ready to, ready to talk about them. You press star six on your phone, star six, okay? That'll enter you into the queue. If you're a Gold Club member and you did not dial in on the interactive line that's listed on your Gold Club membership website homepage, you should hang up and get in that number, get in that number, that passcode. I think it's the same phone number, but a different passcode, so that you are able to hit star six to get into the queue. All right. Um, we're ready to take people. If you, we have, a, we have some callers in the queue now. So uh, we'll start. Let's see how we start this here. Just hang in there, guys. We're just done. Uh, That's all right. I'm trying to get, here we go. I'm trying to get this first person here. Next. Here we go. All right. Hey, do we, did it. All there? right. We got somebody. <laughs> Who do we have on the uh, phone? Are you there? Uh, yeah, I'm here. Ah. Can you hear me? Yes, we can hear you. Oh, okay, great. Uh, my name is Guillermo. How are you? Guillermo. Guillermo? Yes. Oh. So I actually, it's me and my wife, Tiffany. We sent two lead property information sheets this afternoon. Hi. Hi. Hey there. Uh, <laughs> I don't think I have anything from Guillermo. What, um, what state it, it should be under, under Tiffany. Tiffany Naranjo. Ah. Okay. We do have, we do have, we have a couple yep. of Tiffany's here. All right, Guillermo and Tiffany. Yeah, okay, so I have two questions. Um, the okay. first one is on the um, – uh, let me put it up right now. It's on one on, three, one on uh, pencil. Pencil Chola, yeah. So yeah. the deal with, with him, he's willing to do owner financing, but he wants to get paid in three months. So we told them that we usually don't do that. So uh, we were wondering, is there any way that we can structure the deal so that it works out? I don't know if we can do uh, an assignment of contract. I, I'm not sure. This is our first time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's good. Well, don't be. That's okay. Hey, listen. Um, and Scott and Scott gonna want to weigh in, but my the quick answer is probably not. <laughs> yeah. Because three months is not owner financing. Three months is the 
just enough time to go out and get a dinner and come back and pay them off. And he, he, he doesn't want to do the owner financing deal like that. So it's probably not viable. Scott, you want to add now, that? Yeah, and I'm, I'm going to disagree with that. I was, when, when you had asked your question at the front, end, I'm like, yeah, you can work the deal out of this guy will give you three or five years. But, um, I mean, here we are. You've got to take this whole thing in. It's a low, it's a low price house, 79000 I mean, there's nothing you can do with that three months. Um, uh, I don't know. I mean, let me see. What kind of work needs to be done on this? Do we know the condition of the house? It's not in good condition. It's, it's, it's in good, yeah. He says he doesn't need, so, any, he doesn't need any repairs. Look, he's, he's, hey, Guillermo, Guillermo here's, here's what it is. So you're saying, he's saying it's worth 275 k I see you haven't done comps yet on the property. Um, this, this oh, yeah. if, he, if he wants to do, uh, get paid in three months, this does not fit the standard pretty house deal. Now, can it, can it be a deal? Yeah, if he's selling for 275 and it's worth 375 Give them a hundred dollars down on a purchase and sales agreement, and they go find a, a buyer, and you could assign yourself. It's like an axe deal almost. You sell it, but I suspect that's not the case here. He wants two seventy-five. He wants to get paid in three months, right? Right. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't think I'd be spending any more time on it. That's a. That's not going to fit the uh, the profile for what you're looking for, which I think is pretty house deals, right? Right. Okay. Yeah. Well, let me let, let me ask you this question. Did you so are, are you taking this just from the PI sheet, or did you actually talk to this person? We we tried talking to him. So we get we we had the VA call them, and then we followed up on the call with him. Tiffany called him, and then he kind of hung up on her. Well, <laughs> I'm not really sure. He was in mid sentence. and then I wasn't able to call him back. It was really strange. So I was like, did he block me? But before I, I was like, well, I'm going to try and call him from my husband's phone. And before I yeah. did, I want to talk to you guys. <laughs> yeah. So. I, I, I think what you tried to do to try to call him back what was good to do. And then I would always do a text. And I would always take the approach that says, hey, I think we may have gotten cut off, even if I suspect the guy hung up on me. And yeah. so for you to try to come in on another line probably is not the thing to do. Because if you did <laughs> hang up on I would try to call. Right. If it goes to voicemail, I'd leave a message, and then I will always, always follow up with the text, and everything's positive until he tells me otherwise. And then if he just doesn't answer the phone again, then obviously he hung up on you. My guess is going to be that your gut instinct here is right. That's my guess. But that's what I would do. I would call, and then I would text, and then the ball's in his court. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I haven't texted him. I can text him. Yeah. Does not sound like a motivated seller, and that's why you got to just move forward and say, "Okay, uh, yeah. this was good," you know, and, and, and you learn from that experience. Okay. Okay. All right. Question about the next one. Yeah. So actually, before before we mess this one up too, <laughs> I just wanted okay. to call and ask. So this one, she's asking one hundred and forty-five thousand, and she thinks it's afraid. She 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 looked at the comps. And it can appraise for one hundred and forty-five thousand. That's that's how much she thinks it's worth. And her payment is seven hundred and thirty-one dollars a month, and she owes sixty thousand dollars in the house. And she is willing to do to take monthly payments if, depending on on the proposal on what we propose. But I know that we want the seller to make us the offer, not the other way around. So I was wondering how we we'll go around that one. 
Yeah, you just totally ignore that this is what the person said, yeah. and you follow the script, right? Okay. So, okay. so you haven't spoken to this person yet. Only the VA has, right? Right. We got this lead this afternoon, actually. Beautiful. So hear, hear, hear me on this, and everyone else that's listening in. Be careful how much weight you give to what the VA notes say to you. And I want to say this respectfully. It's good that, it's good that you have the notes, but you're going to read between the lines on this, and you're going to back yourself into a corner, and you're not going to want to make the phone call. We get the same notes that say, oh, the seller has insisted that they want you know, 20% down or 10% down. Well, we know we're never going to give them 20% down or 10% down. And what I do is when I call, I never mention that. I will never mention anything other than your property is on, you know, 123 Main Street, right? Yes. Oh, okay. I never say to them, so I see your asking price is 145000 Never. In fact, I'm not even okay. touching that. You already have that information. As you know, when you're following your script, your goal is to get to the million-dollar script. That's where you right. bring up the price, right? Because the first question is, hey, if we can agree on terms, what's the least you would sell the house for? Now, you know in your mind, because you read the notes, they already said 145. I don't care. Ask the question that way anyway. Don't mention the 145. They may surprise okay. you and come in full. Okay? Um, so what you're going to do is trust the script. So this person has said yes. So you're going to have your opening script that says who it is that you are, why it is that you're calling. You know, my assistant called you yesterday. Is this a good time to talk? Hopefully they say yes, and you say, okay. Well, I've got some information here. I've got all the facts here, and it looks like you've indicated that you would entertain taking a monthly payment until we can pay you off in full. Is that right? They say, yeah. They say, okay. Go right to the million-dollar script. Don't worry about all this other stuff. Now, okay. if they come back and say, well, I thought you were going to make me a proposal, now what do you say? What is the least that you would take as a monthly payment? Say, well, that, that's what I'm trying to discuss with you right now, so let me ask you this. What's the lease that you would take if, if we can agree on the terms? That, that's what we're trying to figure out right now, so let me ask you that okay. question. That's exactly how you do it. Yeah. Very okay. good. Okay. Okay. Awesome. All right. Any other Thank questions? you, guys. Thank you so much. All right. Hey, it's good talking to you. <laughs> do you want to ask him about the one that we just had? <laughs> oh, so we actually just oh. – just <laughs> we actually just um, finished a talk with a seller. He has a $2, uh, $2 million house property, and he says that he will entertain taking monthly payments. This is a call that we finished about 20 minutes ago. But he's a broker, and he's like, I want something more concrete from you uh, as far as, like, how we're going to work it out and stuff, with the payments. And I was asking him how much he wanted. He doesn't want to give any information until he knows who we are, basically. Yeah. So, of course, sure. if he doesn't give you any information, see, this is where you want to be careful. Don't let him control this conversation. Uh, and yeah. so the, the only way to move forward, the only way to have confidence that you should move forward is if he starts giving you answers. If he doesn't give you answers, if, he, if he's evasive and says, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to give you a price yet. I don't know, I don't know who you are. Say, okay, well, well what, what do you want to know about me? Well, okay. are you local? I mean, I don't know what the guy's going to ask. But you give just enough right. information, but you've got to come back and say, but let me ask you this. We can work out the other details. I just need to know if we agree on the terms, what's the lease you would take for the house? Okay. Okay. And chances are, I think chances are, this guy's a broker. He's probably savvy. He's probably going to say, well, I'm not going to give you that information. And then you're going to say, yeah. 
well, I wouldn't know how to proceed from here if I don't have that information. So, you know, um, I don't mind giving you a call back. Maybe you can think about it. <laughs> i give you a call back in a week. Would that work for you? And then see what he says. Okay. All right. Okay. Thank you. Thank you so much. Excellent. You got it. Great. Okay. Who is next? Uh, Bill Pressure. Hi there, Bill. Hey. Bill, you, uh, we have a PI for you, I think, right? Yes, yes, you do. Okay, good, good. Looks like you're in Virginia Beach area. Virginia Beach, yes, yes, we are. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've done some business down that way. Not real estate, but nice area. Yeah. So, how can we help you on this, uh, this PI sheet? Well, um, I was looking at wholesaling it because um, it's not; it needs repairs. And uh, I'm just in, uh, um, I'm just not in any position to be buying it and uh, sell, uh, repairing it. So I was just looking at doing a um, simultaneous closing. Um, but I, I want to get the price. I want to work on the price. Uh, just I guess it basically I want you to look look over the sheet and just sort of see if you see any any um, you know any uh, flaws in concept. Um, the, the person. Um, Somebody had offered him $275,000. They wanted to make it an Airbnb, uh, but they found out there was some kind of legal clause attached to it, so that stopped it. And the gentleman uh, is talking to his lawyer about getting those restrictions removed. Meanwhile, I'm trying to get in there and get it and um, uh, get a contract on it. Uh, he'll, be, he'll be returning be returning to the area this, this uh, weekend. Um, so I was uh, I was considering going to the uh, well, okay, listen, because I haven't made any offers on him. I was just going to say, okay, listen, I'm looking at this, and uh, so if I can close this out quickly with and give you all cash, what's the least you can ex- ex- pay? If he doesn't go down any, I'll just I'll just do it, go with that, and um, you know, put ten twenty dollars down and see if I can see if I can uh, sell it to somebody. Sure. So have you done? So you, I guess you're saying this is an ugly house. Is that right? Well, yeah. If that fits the criteria, that you know it needs work. Yes. Outdated. It's outdated. You know, it's nineteen. You know, it's got the 1960s. Everything's in it. So, so have you been in the house, Bill? No, hadn't hadn't been to it. Yeah. So, I, my, this is John. What I'm thinking is that you know, the, probably just to, to get yourself in a, in a good position, so you're not wasting your time. You're gonna want. Have you been to Quick Start, by the way? Oh, I went to Quick Start about ten years ago. I haven't been to the recent one. I'm going to that okay. one in uh, in uh, April. Yeah. So what I'm what I'm getting at here is you, you're going to look at like an ugly house and use the formulas that Ron has here for an ugly house to see if there's any room for a a flipper. I guess you want to wholesale to a flipper, right? Who will then renovate it and sell it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So you would want to have a good feeling for you know this transaction cost. You got at least a an approximate feel as to what the renovation costs are going to be, so that if you think you're going to buy it for say, well, just say that the uh, 275, just say 275, which you get an offer on, 275, uh-huh. you want to have a feeling for the R and for uh, the renovation costs, and you know you can figure out the transaction costs are going to be, and you're going to want to get in your mind, can a can a flipper make 
20, 30 grand, whatever, whatever flippers want to make it in that part of the country. And if the answer yeah. is no, if the answer is that you're going to add your five or say 10 grand as a wholesaler, and yeah. it pushes the price so high that a flipper just won't touch it, then you're probably wasting your time. Right. But, but if, if you think that a flipper <clears throat> could make a decent profit on it, whatever the, the flipping market is, again, in Virginia Beach, then yeah, you can tie it up with 20 bucks, whatever, tie it up, and look for the, the buyers and you operate as a wholesaler. Uh-huh. Okay. All right, well, um, yeah. go ahead. I was going to say, Bill, just to add a, another layer on this. So the, the first two things that you want to do uh, in, in a situation like this is you've got to know what the ARV is, which it looks like you weighed in on that. You got 445. How did, how did you get to that number? I have well, I had a I got a realtor friend in the with the MLS and they they found only one house that matched their uh, square footage and it was sold in last last September. It's the only one in the area. Yeah. It's straight over. Yeah. Okay. So all right. So so you did the very first thing that you should always do. You got to know what after repair value is first, right? Second thing uh-huh. is you got to get into a conversation with this guy to get some kind of sense about how much repair. This is kind of repeating, again, what John was saying. You've got to have a sense of repair before you'd even consider even thinking about going out there to look at the house. So I'd be asking questions. I'm on the phone with the guy. This place is vacant, you said, right? I'd be asking, yeah. hey, so tell me about the roof. Tell me about the, the heating system. Tell me about the flooring. Oh, it needs updating. Okay, what about the bathrooms? So that way you get a sense because – you know, if this guy's trying to sell for 325 and it's worth 445 fixed up, you're not going to have a huge budget to do a rehab based on that number. You know, right. The budget would be like 20 or 30 grand to do the rehab. I'm suspecting it's probably higher than that. So you want to do as much, um, um, get as much information as you can up front from the seller on the phone, so you can at least run some rough numbers to even see if it entices you to even go look at the house. Yeah. So that way you don't waste your time, okay? Okay, I get it. Well, I've got uh, anything else you need to might recommend to me? I think that's the first two things you need to do in any deal. So, no, I yeah. think uh, based on what you're showing us here, I think that uh, that's it on this one, unless you've got other questions you want to ask. Uh, not on this one. I do have a couple of quick questions. Um, as I understand it, Two-bedroom houses, well, this is a two-bedroom. You can convert it to a three-bedroom. Are two-bedroom houses kind of off our limits for our program? You know, um, not, not, I, I can tell you the sweet spot is three, three beds, two-bath house. I mean, those, those are really wonderful properties to go ahead and, and, and sell. But John and I, we've done, we've done some two-bedrooms, three, four-bedrooms, so, no, I think, I think you've got to understand your market. I mean, hopefully there's a market for that in your area. If your yeah. area has got a bunch of big houses and you've got one little tiny house that's 500 square feet or something that has one bed and one bath, you know, it's probably not going to be that enticing to go after it. But well, if I've, there's a market for that, then I think it's worth looking at. Yeah, I've seen a couple of them, you know, two-bed or baths, and they were, I mean, they were big houses, you know, two-bedroom, two-full baths. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, okay, I, I get it. You just got to check. I understand. There's no way you. I just got to do my the homework. And uh, when I do, when I call Fizbo's, uh, I call them. I, I, I don't. I call them myself. 
how uh, should I go? How many? Uh, usually, what I do is I call them. If they don't answer, I'll I'll leave a voice message and then I'll send a text. And I don't see that I need to call them back again. Uh, or do you recommend I call, try to call them again? Yeah. Well. Well. I mean, I, I can say first of all, I I still recommend that. I mean, the best way to try to scale this business, especially by doing those those initial calls for uh, for FISBOs without a VA makes your job a whole lot harder. But to answer your question, yeah, I wouldn't only call once. I mean, our minimum is going to be at least three, at least three calls, and we're going to text every single time. Now, I say that, that's what we have our VAs doing. Uh, right. We're not doing that ourselves. We have the VA do that, and then we're working on doing the follow-up call to try to land the deal to get to the house. Yeah, how often do you uh, do you just call them back uh, like every every day for for three days, or call them back different times of the same day? You should be able to make that call. the The three calls should be done within a week to ten days max. Okay, I get it. All right. Um, that's about all the questions I have for now. Thank you. Okay. All right, Bill. Great, Bill. Good talking to you. Okay. Thank you much. All right. Who's next? Hello, hello. Michael Alexander uh, by way of California. How are you doing? Good, Michael. How are you? Doing well, Michael. I'm fantastic. Okay, so I have, uh, have a couple of questions. Um, I'm also calling my own uh, Fizzballs right now. I've been doing it uh, for about six weeks. So far, I haven't got, I haven't got a deal yet. Um, so when, when, when uh, asking when talking to sellers off of the uh, off of the um, property information sheet, um, is there a specific order that you go in when you're asking the questions? Meaning that, um, so before I would ask them um, what they owed on the property, um, and I would get a lot of resistance. So what I started doing was asking a few questions about the house, and then asking them would they even be open to a lease purchase. Um, you know, our owner financing, and then if they say, yeah, then I'll ask, um, you know, what they owe, and, you know, so I want to know, am I getting it out of order, or is it okay that I do it that way? Yeah, the, the preferred way, and a lot of people rationalize this because they think maybe they can warm up the person, and then they'll feel more comfortable doing it. Uh, you want to get that mortgage information as close to the front end as possible because the design of this script, you, you said your name is Michael, is that right? Yes, yes. Yeah, Michael, the design of the script is also to weed out the people that are going to waste your time. So right, okay. Script, if, they're, if they're resistant, hang up the phone. Move on. Uh, because if, if they're even hesitant about that, they're never going to let you take over their mortgage payment, believe me. Even if you could finally squeeze the information out of them, if they're hesitant, they, that means they're not very flexible people. So trust okay, the script. Okay, okay. Okay, if I don't have that information. Now, you do have a, as you know, you do have a script to use to get the mortgage information. And it's yes, yeah, yeah. I'm a, okay. So when you ask it up front and they're resistant, you read the script and they're still resistant, they're never going to work with you. Trust it, okay? Okay, okay. Uh, yeah, some told me to ask you that because, you know, I didn't want to be going, you know, a long ways down the wrong path. Um, yeah. You know, wasting my time. I want to be as efficient as possible. Um, okay, so, so what? I mean, so how do I start off the conversation? Do I start off with, 
you know, tell me the bed and baths or, you know, like how do I get into it? Right. Because so a lot of the information about the house is, is you know, is on Zillow. So, like, so I'm trying to see, you know, what's the, what's the first thing that I say. Yep. So you're going to basically start, and this is exactly how, because you're doing the work of a VA, um, uh, you're basically going to go ahead and confirm who, who they are, right? Mm -hmm. you're, going to, you're going to ask them, even if you know what the selling price is, I would never tell them that I know what the selling price is. Okay. I say, okay, so, so what, uh, hey, so, so I see that you, it looks like you're selling your house, you know, for sale by owner. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, how, how much are you asking for the house, even though, even though you have the information? You want to get them to start talking okay. a little bit. Okay. Uh, because the second thing you're going to ask them is, well, you know, um, have you had the house appraised? That's the second question. You're getting them into some dialogue. So just follow it. Okay. It's in the order. The PI sheet is in the order that you should be doing what you're doing. Okay. Um, now, you're not going to necessarily, on the first call, you're not doing your comps and stuff like that. See, the problem is that when people do the VA call, themselves, it's very hard to transition from VA information to now trying to land the call for the closing call. Okay? It's going to be very difficult to, to um, you know, bridge that gap. So that's what makes this very, very hard uh, for you to know how to navigate. But to at least fill out the PI sheet, follow the order that it's in, just go right down the list. So they say, yeah, I think okay. we raised 139000 and say, okay. Now, the way I ask the question about the mortgage information, I've gotten a little creative with it. I'll say, like, okay, so, um, so tell me, you know, Diane, um, is, there, is, there mortgage, is there a mortgage on the house or is it a free and clear property? I sort of give them a choice. And most people are going to follow my lead on that. They're either going to, they're going to answer one or the other. Or if they're resistant, they're going to say, well, I don't know what that has to do with any of this. And then I always say, well, listen, I, I completely understand and then I go right to the mortgage script uh, that Ron has. And he's got more than one, so find the one that works for you, that feels more natural for you. And you run them through that. If they're still resistant, you're hanging off the phone. You're done. You're off this okay. call in about two to three minutes. You're not, you've not wasted that much time. If okay. you get through that and they give you the information, now you've got to determine, am I going to box A or to box B? And we know why we go to either one, right? Do you recall why you would pick the dialogue in box A over box B? Um, yeah, if they have if if they have a mortgage, then I would pick um, the one asking about the lease purchase. And if it's free and clear, I would pick the one with uh, the owner financing question. Yeah, is that so, right? So what? See, see the reason the reason why you've got to get that mortgage information or if it's free and clear before you go to either box A or B, that mortgage information is going to dictate where you go. Okay? Okay. So let me throw out a quick scenario. Yeah, do, do you actually have the uh, – do you have a PI sheet in front of you? Uh, yes, I do. Okay. And this is, you know, for the value of everyone else hearing this as well, once you get the, the mortgage balance based on – then you compare it to what their asking price is, just like box A says. If the price is within 35000 the asking price and the mortgage uh, balance are within 35000 you always go to box A, which you're going to just out now ask him, hey, would you consider selling for what you owe? Right, okay. That's what you do. That's box A, okay? okay. Most people are going to fall in the category of box B. 
And then there's your there's your script right there in box B. We can either do it with a lease okay. option or we can buy it pretty much as soon as you're ready to close. And we usually pay all the closing costs. Let me ask you this. Would you consider taking a monthly payment so we can pay you off in full? You're in full control of that conversation. You're asking the questions, and then you make your decisions from there. Make sense? Okay. Yep, yep. Okay, uh, that was helpful. And then um, my next question is, so, so I'll have people that, that answer yes, they're willing to, um, you know, sell their house with owner financing, but they'll say they want at least 10% down. And so my question is, I know I, I, know I can't pay 10% down, but do I treat that as an ax deal? where I say, okay, let me get it under contract and see what I can bring, and then we, we might have to renegotiate? Or would you, even bother, um, would you even bother with that if a person saying they want 10% down? Well, if they say yes, now let's, let's just say, let, let's play this out. If you had a VA that generated this lead and now you got the lead and, and it says that they say yes, but they want 10% down, now you go ahead and make the call and you say, Hey there, Joe. You know, this is Scott calling about your house. You discussed with my assistant the other day. You got a couple of minutes, and they say, yeah, yeah, yeah. I say, okay. Well, hey, I've got, I've got all the facts here, and it looks like you've indicated that you would consider selling – I'm sorry, that you've indicated that you would consider taking a monthly payment until we can pay you off in full. Is that right? person says, yeah. Where do you go from there? Based on the scripts that you have, where do you go from there? Right to the million-dollar script. So you're going to ask the first question. If we can agree on terms, what's the lease that you sell for? Now, I understand what your question is. Here you are in the middle of being the VA, and they say, well, I've got to have 10% down. And you say, okay, well, listen, let me ask you a couple of questions, and we'll see if we can work this out, okay? They say, oh, okay. Go to the first question on the million-dollar script. If we can agree on terms, what's the lease that you would sell the house for? Get to that question first. Because if okay. they don't answer you there, don't even worry about the down payment. Get to that okay. question first. Give you an answer. Then you're going to say, well, so normally just follow the script, even though the person already said, I want 10% down. Uh, do you know who uh, Lynette Wolf is? Yes. Lynette Wolf is, is so good at, at, at ignoring what the seller says. Just ignore him. Follow the stinking script and ignore what the seller says. <laughs> okay. Right? And then I say, so normally we buy with nothing down, okay? You say, no, man, I just told you I want 10%. And what does Ron teach us? He says, oh, man, I couldn't get anywhere near 10%. I mean, normally I do it with nothing down, but let me ask you this. If we did work something out, if we did put something down, what would be the least that you would take down? Guy says, I just told you, pal, I want 10% I want 10 down. Now what do you say? Well, that's not going to work for me. If you change your mind, I'd love to buy your house. Please give me a call, okay? And you're done. Does that make sense? Okay, okay. Yeah, perfect sense. I didn't catch your name, by the way. I'm Scott. I'm John. Scott. Okay, Scott and John. Okay, um, you guys have been very helpful. Um, I have one more question, but should I, should I let somebody else ask a question and come back in, or can I ask it right now? Go ahead, ask. Yeah, go for it. Okay. Okay, so the um, question about getting a VA. So I called, uh, I called into the company. and So, all right, let me back up. So Ron says 
that we should be generating 10 to 15 leads a week. He says, if you're not doing that, then you're not seriously in business. Um, and so I thought about hiring, you know, hiring a VA, but I, you know, I asked him like, is, you know, what's the minimum that I can expect for the, for the VA to be able to generate and leave each week? And they told me they couldn't really answer the question. So I'm concerned about that. Like I'm, you know, paying $700 a month or whatever it is. And they can't, they're not saying that, um, you know, the, the VA has to produce a minimum each week. So I'm a little concerned about that. And what's your take on it? Yeah. Well, you know, every, every part of the country is different too. And, and what, what are they going to have for, for raw leads? You're going to, you're only going to just pay them and let them just run with the FISBOs or, uh, or are you going to send them stuff that you, you're going to do driving for dollars and send them, copies of uh, FISBO signs in front of houses? Are you going to have bandit signs? The, the whole point is it's all a numbers game, and they rely on numbers at their front end too, in their funnel. They rely on numbers, big numbers. If you're only going to just use just the FISBO, well, it depends. If you, may, you may have you know, a lot of FISBOs every week from where you are, but I don't know. We don't get that many up here in, in New England. So um, you can't, you can't, that's why they can't give you an answer. They can't cause they don't know what's the what's the top of the funnel gonna look like. You gotta send okay. them more raw leads. You're driving for dollars, physical signs, you put your bandit signs out, you there's all kinds of ways to get leads and you've got to funnel leads to them. If they get an abundance of leads, you'll get ten to fifteen a week. Okay. Okay. All right. Well thank you, I really appreciate it. Okay. You got it, Michael. Good good talking to you. Thank you. Have a good night. Okay, who is next? Hugh Wells down in Temple, Texas. Hugh Wells in Temple, Texas. Sounds like a good place. Hi there, Hugh. I'm Scott. I'm John. Hey, Scott. Uh, last time I was at the uh, meeting up there in Dallas, uh, Ron kept talking about outsourcing, outsourcing. What I wanted to do is, uh, and I have a brick-and-mortar uh, outfit down here, how, uh, how do we outsource it? How do you break down what needs to be outsourced, et cetera? I've got VAs working already. Uh, I'm getting up in age now, and I'm not able to get back on that phone and be as forceful as I used to. <clears throat> I'm not complaining about the script. That's not the issue. But uh, where are some of the places that we could uh, – advertise to get, uh, say, an acquisition person, and uh, then where would it break down after the acquisition person? I tell you what, we, you know, we, Scott and I uh, are members of the uh, Ron's Masterminds group. We're mentors, and we're network with a lot of folks in, in, in with Ron's family, and I know a lot of the folks who have acquisitions have had good success by using Upworks. Ever heard of Upworks? What's the name of it again? Upworks.com. Are you saying Upworks? Yeah, U-P-W-O-R-K-S. Oh, Upworks, okay. Dot com. And, and Get it. I know some guys had a, some good success. It's Upwork, I'm sorry, not Upworks. It's Upwork. No S in that. I just checked okay. it out. Okay, got it. So Upwork, that's a good place to start. Okay. You can could, you could look locally, too. We could put a, you can put an ad in Craigslist. Yeah, and it's and it's not really. Kind of, I want to make sure I understand your question too. And and I would not necessarily go to Upwork to hire an acquisitionist, 
But let me tell you what Ron's teaching right now, and it's, and, and it's a new direction that he's gone in and realizing, you know, that there, there's a lot of ways you can still deal with some of these leads that are being generated through the VA once the VA touches them the first time. Exactly. Ron has adapted his scripting. And um, when, when, when's the last time that uh, – when, when did you go to QuickStart? Uh, about a week and a half, two weeks ago down in Dallas. Oh, so notice that on his script – now, we've been hanging around, Ron, for like, I don't know, five or so years. His script has changed. If you're looking at the script to call back a FISBO with a yes on fee, his opening line says this. It says, you know, hi, Hugh, this is Scott. I'm calling about your house that you discussed with my assistant yesterday. Do you have a minute? Hugh says, yeah, sure. And then the next line says, my job is to set an appointment for my boss who writes the checks, and I have a couple of more questions to verify if he, he or she should come. That's not for you to say that. That's for the person you would hire to say this so you can get through this script that if they get them through the million-dollar script, now you get to get on the phone and set the appointment and make sure that they're really in. Does that make sense? Yes. So you could, on Upwork or through Craigslist, you could advertise and just pay someone. Excuse me. You can pay them an hourly pay, not as an acquisitionist, because that's not really an acquisitionist position. That's just teeing it up for you to go ahead and do the closing call. That uh, script that you just mentioned there didn't, doesn't sound like what we have in our, uh, the handout he gave us, as well as I have the, uh, I have the uh, uh, Pretty House course already, the home, home version. Uh, yes. And you've been, you've been to Quick Start Real Estate School, you said? Yes. Years it's ago. Page. It's pay- oh, okay. Well, you know, yes. you know what? You know what, you, you're in Texas. How far are you from Dallas? Uh, about we we talked down here in time. It's about two hours, two and a half hours. Well, you know, Ron's got a quick start. I think just Thursday. I know. Uh, uh, with this uh, coronavirus going on, I'm I'm hesitant now. I'm 78. I'll be 79 here pretty quick. And yeah. uh, I, I'm, uh, I'm 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 having to make some decisions now. I don't like. <laughs> but, uh-huh. Sure. But, uh, sure. Well, Ron uh, has. Is he's updated some of those scripts. So if you're operating from an older manual, I can tell you that the manual that I'm reading from, and I've got it right here, it's on page 60. Okay. So for those of you that have the, the what would be the most current manual, it's on page 60. But um, um, you know that's the beauty of what Ron's doing with, with what he teaches. He's always on the cutting edge, so things do change over time. Oh yes. Some things work better, you know, as you figure it out. That's for sure. He even, uh, you know, I'm in Texas, and uh, the script I was using had the A and the B there, but uh, it talked about options and the B part over there. And he actually yeah. scratched right through that for me, and uh, we, that, I was glad because I did a big headache at my, my slide there. Talk, right. We can't talk options down here. Yeah. Now, I don't know what you can see. I don't know what everything, every single thing that's on the Gold Club. You're, you're a Gold Club member? Yes. Yeah. So I would, I would look to see what other stuff is updated on there and uh, adapt to the, right to the new stuff. Or oh, John's looking right looking now. I'm right now. I mean, there's so many scripts on the Gold Club. And I'm just trying to see. Uh, see uh, and then that handout that he... The handout he gave out at the uh, the, the the meeting there too, 
that was a very helpful thing there because I know there's a lot of changes with air. And I agree. I've, I've been uh, following Ron for about uh, nine or ten years, and uh, he's very good at that and uh, getting back and updating and making sure we've got yeah. the latest things out there. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Now, I sent well, some, uh, change the subject real quick here, and I'm so somebody else can uh, have at it. Sure. I sent some uh, PI sheets in there earlier. Do we still discuss those uh, over the phone? Or? I don't. You said, and they came in under your name, Hugh? Uh, yes, AAA Real Estate Solution. Uh, yeah, and what time, what time did you send them in? Uh, she sent them by, uh, she scanned them and emailed them. Uh, yeah, scanned and, and emailed them. When? When? You said when? Did you, when did you send them? Uh, this afternoon around uh, 12 o'clock our time. Huh. We're an hour not. different. They should have gotten it. They, I think they should have gotten it. We didn't get them, though, so I don't know if they went to the right person. Uh, unfortunately, if we had them, we could address them, but we don't have them here. We okay, well, them. that's okay, then. Uh, I'll, I... Uh, had a couple of questions on some of those, and I can I'll call in tomorrow and uh, get that taken care of. Not, not a problem. Okay. Okay. Great. But you've answered the and, biggest thing I had going and, there. Uh, I'm sorry. You answer, You've answered the, the biggest questions I had awesome. there. Okay. Great. Great. Well, Hugh, it's good talking to you tonight. Back at you. Come on. Okay. All right. Enjoy. Let's see. Okay. Who do we have, Who do we have now? Marianne Nunez from California. Hi there, Marianne. Hi. Well, I have a couple of questions, but I also have this um, lead sheet that I called the seller. However, he does not own the property yet. I'm guessing he's an investor. He said he li he's living in the property, and escrow should close March 15. So I can't go. I'm not going to drive all the way up there to see the house. and That's a good decision. Yeah, because it's yeah. far. It's an hour and a half drive from where I live. So I would I drive 10 minutes. Here's the deal, and let me, let me know if this is something that uh, would be worth working at. Uh, he has uh, it's a four-bedroom, three-bath. It's uh, 2,472 square feet. He, is, uh, he owes about 500K. He first started with his asking price of 705k. I asked him all the questions, you know, is that the best you can do, blah, blah, blah. And he went down to 660. Then uh, we talked about um, receiving monthly payments. He says he was okay with that as long as he, he said, as long as he can get 10% down. And I said, there's no way I can get anywhere near that. So he says, um, I told him, we could probably go down. I can give you a portion of it, but not all of it. And let's see, the monthly payment is thirty-four, uh, three thousand four hundred PITI, and there's one hundred and sixteen HOA. And he, let's see, I went on the comps, and the best comp, the latest comp, which was January of this year, was seven hundred thirty-nine K, pretty much the same size and everything. And I went on uh, Zillow to see a estimate of rent. Zillow said 3100 but then I went and I looked for houses like his that they were renting on Zillow, and I came across anywhere from 3495 to 3985 
what else do you need to know? <laughs> uh, oh, and the term. He started out, uh, uh, he, he says, 10 years. So that, I got a little excited about the 10 years. Yeah. So what does this, what I, what I need to find out is how much should I give him on the down payment? Because he said he's living in the house, but he doesn't own it yet. And he said that um, what does he get from this other than get cashed mm-hmm. out? Ten years from now, and I said, "Do you need some moving money?" And he said, "No, because I'm living in it right now." Uh, so, what do we? What, what? I don't know what to do as far as the the down payment is concerned. And what do I yeah. get from here? Does it look like a deal? So, yeah. So, so the way that you work the language on that, and again, you want to be real careful that you're bringing up a number because it's usually going to be countered anyway. That's why we don't mm-hmm. bring up numbers. Now, I like, mm-hmm. I like a lot of what you told me about what you said when he mentioned the, the 10%, and you sounded like you were pretty emphatic, which you want to sound that way. Like, oh, I couldn't get anywhere near there. And say, mm-hmm. normally I do it with, with, with nothing down. But, you know, if, if I were to do something down, it almost sounds like you're going to do him a favor, right? I mean, if mm-hmm. I were to do something down, what would be the least that you would take for a down payment? Mm-hmm. See how that puts it right back on him? And he right, says, right. Now what? so if he says, well, i got to have 8%, say, no, 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 no. I couldn't get anywhere near that. I, I mean, it, it's usually nothing for me. I'm, I want to see if I can work something out, but i got to know what your least is. Said, well, 7%, and that's the least I'll ever do. Say, okay, well, that's not going to work for me. Have a good day. You're done. That breaks the deal. Hmm. Because if how do you make 7%? money if you've got to give this guy 7% down? You don't make any money. Right, right. Um, um, now, there is a place, that, there is a place, Marianne, where you can say, and Lynette does this a lot, she'll say things like, well, um, you know, if, if we were to do something, this is after she tries to do it, say, you know, I might be able to do 2 or 3%. Would that work for you? Put it right back oh, on. Good, You're still asking the question. Yes, huh? I, I good, because I did get down to that. I said uh, probably, I said it's hard enough to get, that much from a buyer, let alone I have to make a living too. So probably the least uh, it would be anywhere like three percent. That's what I said. Down. And what did he say? Uh, he what- he didn't say no. He he said I see. Okay. So I need to find out whether the figures, if if the ARV is seven thirty nine. The least, I mean, the how much more can I sell it for? What seven thirty? Like uh, like twenty thousand more on the market above seven thirty nine? Yeah, I've got some other natural questions I like to ask first. What, what what does this guy have for a mortgage balance, or what will he have for I, a mortgage balance? That's it. Yeah, at first he wouldn't tell me, but then I gave I read the script, and then he says, okay, five hundred k. So, so do you know how he's buying this property? Is he is he just acquiring it? Is it being bequeathed? I didn't to him? get into that. Uh, he just said escrow will close in March 15, and I said, oh, so you're not the owner yet, because it said that he was the owner, you know, on the script on the uh, VA. Right. So this is what so, I would recommend. I would okay. wait 
I would wait before you structure this whole thing in your head so you don't waste all this energy and time. Right. Call him back when you think he owns the house and then have the conversation. Don't worry yet about what you're going to ask for the house, meaning how many tens of thousands above. If there's a decent spread on there, if you mm-hmm. think, you know, if you're saying that you're doing your comps or your, it's really ARV is what you're looking at, and I'll just make mm-hmm. up a number. He owes 500000 and mm-hmm. he agrees to sell it to you for six hundred, and your ARV tells you it's worth six twenty. Don't worry yet about what you're going to market to sell for. You've got a deal there if that's how the numbers work, okay? Get the contract signed, and then you'll have resources to reach out like you're doing here tonight to be able to say, okay, how do I get to the next level? So try not to go too far ahead on this where you overwhelm yourself, okay? Right, right. Yeah, I told him I'd call him back once he has um, the loan, and then we'll continue from there like you suggested. Yeah, Um, yeah, that's the thing to do, yeah. But he wanted to know what's in it for him. Like, for instance, can he get a monthly, can he get some money monthly? Can he, can he get a little money, uh, you know, some money down up front? So that's another thing is finding out. I said I don't know what the rent will be. There might not be enough there um, yeah. for me so and you. An easy way to respond to that is and don't ever get caught with trying to be exhaustive in the response. Don't try to convince him. The, the, mm-hmm. the response is, is that, well, there, there are many benefits. One is, like I told you, which the script tries to say, uh, mm-hmm. I'm not doing this as a realtor. There are no commissions. And I can tell mm-hmm. you right now, if you sell to me, uh, it's pretty likely you're going to get the highest price you would get in any, other, in any other way because I'm not charging any commissions. I take care of all the maintenance mm-hmm. and all the repairs, but I can tell you this, if we can work it out together, I can, pretty, I can close pretty quickly. When would you like to close? Yeah, turn that conversation and get it right back on him so I control the conversation. So you give enough of an answer that obviously very legit, so you give enough of an answer, but then you always got to turn it into a question to get it right back on him so that you maintain control. All right. I can't close until I find the buyer because I don't have the funds to close. So I have to let him know that up front. Well, so... Um, yeah, but you got to be careful how you navigate uh, how you navigate through all of that. Mm. So um, tell me tell me a little bit about your connection with Ron. How how long ago did you uh, connect up with Ron? Probably about four or five years ago. I have all his courses, uh, Pretty House, and then the other one, uh, the other one. What's it called? The Big Bucks or something. And okay. I'm a member, yeah. and I have all the scripts. So I, I go through the scripts when I talk to them. Yeah. So I have that. And so what you were saying, yes, I did go through pretty much what you just said. I just, I probably took longer than I should because I'm just learning. Okay. But I, but I did go through all of that and, and telling them that he doesn't have to pay any commission fees and blah, blah, blah. Um, yeah. But, uh, and, then, and then saying, like, for instance, um, According to our numbers, um, what I need to do is wait till I find a buyer to plug in, and I only need like a 90-day window. It may take less, but I don't want my back up against the wall, that kind of thing. Yeah. You don't want to use that kind of language. Let me give you this one-liner, and then, and then we'll go from here, okay? But you, okay. All, all you say is, and you, you're going to simplify it, and you're going to downplay it and say, okay, I'm very interested in buying the house. Um, and, we, we, and you're going to do this when you get to the house and say, we're going to write it up that we're going to close within 90 days. That's all you got to say. 
You don't have to give a rationale. We'll close within 90 days. person says, well, why is it going to take so long? Say, that's, that's our company policy. We close within 90 days. I might close sooner, well sooner than that. In fact, many times we do. Uh, but we write it up for 90 days and then just downplay it and say, really want to be able to buy the house and move forward. That's so what, how you do it. What if, what if he asks, well, what happens after 90 days if you don't close? Does, will they normally ask that? Well, I, our intention is, of course, to close. That's why we're signing the contract. We're right. planning on closing. Let's, let's say I can't find a buyer in three in 90 days. That's a different conversation. That's why you're not going to tell him that you have to go look for a buyer. You just tell them that you're going to close within 90 days. So let's say the 90 days go by, right? Uh, Marianne, mm-hmm. you put down, I don't know, let's say you put $10 down at the end of 90 days. You contact them and say, hey, I'm not going to be able to buy the house. The market is, is not allowing me to sell it. It's the, the price is too high or whatever it is. And he says, mm-hmm. yeah, but i got a contract here. You say, you're, you say, that's right, and I'm breaking the contract. Guess what? He gets to keep the 10 bucks. That's it. That's why there's no skin in the game on this. That because hmm. you you know the answer is no you couldn't find anybody you don't have to tell them I couldn't find a seller you just say that the market I I tested the market and the market's not going to bear the price that we have here now I'd like to renegotiate with you or I need to move on what would you like to do does that make okay. sense they, they, yes they usually ask are you moving in I say then I have to let them know that I'm I'm not I'm an investor my specialty is in. yep my my specialty is that we work on the back end and we bring in our tenant buyer. So, uh, but you're going to be in agreement with me. We're the ones that are actually buying the house from you now. So it really has nothing to do with my tenant buyer. And so okay. I'd like to go ahead and get this contract going so that we can, so we can close on this. Are you now ready to do that? Now, the contract does have, the, has that in there uh, that if 90 days, blah, 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 then it's null and void. It does say that in the contract, right? Correct. Yeah, well, yeah, you okay. put the number of days in. Yeah, you can put 90, you can put 120, you can put 30. You can put yeah, yeah. Warm, yeah. You, you put the days oh, okay. in, but yeah, there is a clause oh. in there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, when when okay. does the seller see, let's say I do a deal, I plug in a, a tenant buyer, um, when does the seller see what profit I make? Because, you know, they might Never. not Never. be happy with that. Yeah. Never. Yeah. Why, would, why would they ever see it? I don't know. I thought Ron says that they eventually see it. Like, for instance, when, when the tenant buyer goes to the attorney's office to sign all the paperwork and then the attorney sends all the paperwork that needs to be signed by the seller, blah, blah, blah. No, no that's an axe deal. Yeah. In an axe deal, you would, they, they'd probably see it. But you're, you're going to actually get the deed. You're going to own the house, and, then, and you're going to lease it out to somebody, and that somebody's also going to have an option contract. With you. Right, what if I lease options from the seller? Pardon me? What if I lease options from the seller buyer? Still, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. He's not going to see you. He's not going to be seeing your stuff, your paperwork. With your seller? He's not going to see your paperwork with your buyer. You just have an agreement with the seller that you're going to pay him off within X X amount of time. You get your buyer qualified. Now they're ready to pay for the mortgage. They're going to pay you off. You turn around, pay off the seller, and you're done. Oh, I thought that the seller did seller see. No. Well, the lease okay. option you could do that way. On a lease option, at the end, say five years later, you could do that way. Just he would see right. it then. Yeah. You could oh, at okay. the end of the end of the term, say five years later, you could do it that way, where 
you you don't because it's lease option. You don't have the deed, so you can do a direct transfer from the original seller to your tenant buyer. Yeah, and then he'll see that. But so what? By then it's yeah, it's too late. Um, okay, uh, I guess I misunderstood that. Maybe he was talking about an act deal. Maybe. Well, I'm maybe, guessing. but if you, but now you might you might marry in if you're going to make an absolute killing on this thing, an absolute, you, and you're just too embarrassed that you're going to make so much money, you're embarrassed to let him know, then you do a double close. You close, you do right the same the same room or the two rooms away maybe. Mm-hmm. You close on the purchase and you close on the sale. Still, in that case, there the seller will he'll not see it. He will not see what you're selling it for. I'm never I'm never ashamed or embarrassed to make. Two hundred thousand dollars, though. I mean, I don't care. Yeah. Mhm. Mhm. So you're saying that the seller will see it once the buyer cashes out? That's the only time the no, seller sees. No. 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 I'm saying you get to decide. I'm saying you get to decide if you want the seller to see it. If it's a lease option, oh. you might let him see it. If you're actually taking the deed, you're purchasing it with a wraparound or subject to, and you're taking the deed. When it's your turn to sell it to your tenant buyer, it's nobody's business. Uh, yeah, it might get recorded, but so what? You own the house for three years, five years. It's yours to sell. Oh, okay. Uh, I, think, well, I think you're worrying too much, Marianne, about what the, the seller, the original seller, finds out. Who cares what he finds out? Okay. One last question on the closing costs. So the deal that I just, uh, or or the yeah, the deal that I just spoke to you about. Uh, how much of the closing costs, if he does get, Ron does say if they get some money down that they should help pay the closing costs. Is he talking about the closing costs when the buyer cashes out? Is that the closing costs he's talking about? No. No, it's your closing costs. You're, you're going to take the deed. And if you're going to deed, you're going to pay an attorney, there's transfer taxes, there's other costs that go along with the, that closing. This, once oh, the seller closes, Sells you and gives you the deed, he's out of the game. You, you, he'll never have any more costs. You understand? It's yours okay. then. You own it. Okay. That's only if I'm doing an owner finance or uh, with the seller of some type? No. If, 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 you, if you do a lease option with the, the original owner, you okay. will not take the deed. You will not have a right. deed. Right. And right, any, anything else, anything else, would, we would call it a an owner financing type of structure. Either subject to, you're going to get the right. deed. A wraparound right. note, with the, you're going to get the deed. You own the house. Okay. And then you pay his bank month to month. Okay. So with an owner finance deal, and let's say I, I'm going to do the close, let's say once I get a buyer, I close. The, and the seller is getting some down, he should help with those closing costs? He as in, yeah, as in your buyer? The, no, the seller. No, well, no, so no Ron, the Ron, seller. If the, yeah, Ron, Ron is giving good advice. If, what he's telling you, if I heard you right, is that, hey, if, if you're going to pay this seller 5% or some number, it's a chunk of money, mm-hmm. yeah, he should, he should pay his share of the closing costs. Typically, oh. transfer taxes in most states are split. 50-50. Okay, there are other costs too. His attorney, other things that are going to be in the closing costs. He, he, he pays part of it, you pay part of it. Now, if okay. the seller is in, is in hard, he's, he's in, in a hard condition, he cannot afford anything, he just, all he needs is to get out of his house and 
and get with the mortgage. What's a beautiful thing is you're going to cover all the closing costs. If you're convinced the seller doesn't have two nickels to rub together and can't afford to sell this house, you don't have any money. Yeah. Okay. You say, I'll cover all closing costs. Make okay, sure you know even if it's a lease purchase from the seller? Even if it's a lease purchase on the no. seller, same no. In a lease purchase, in a lease purchase, you're leasing it from them. There's no closing costs in a lease right. purchase. Right. Yeah, you might, pay, you might pay your attorney to oversee the transaction, a few hundred bucks. But this, a lease purchase, there's no transfer taxes. None of that happens oh. in the lease purchase. I meant when the buyer cashes out on the lease purchase. Well, that's when there's a closing now. Yeah, when the buyer, now when the, your buyer, now mm -hmm. he's going to take the deed. He, he's going to take the deed. He's going to be in his name. Right. Okay, so now, now the deed has been transferred, and there right. are transfer taxes. And there's right. other things, too. And you're in California, so you probably, you probably have all kinds of taxes. I'm in Massachusetts. We have lots of taxes. <laughs> yeah. So you probably have the same situation. There's all kinds of things when you transfer a deed from one name to another name. That will happen okay. in a lease. And when you lease option, that will happen at the back end when you sell it. Okay. Now, the back end, when I sell it, a lease purchase that I get from the seller, um, do you ever have the seller pay those some of those closing costs? Is it only the buyer that pays all the closing costs? No, no. It depends. It's the same thing. If the, if the seller doesn't have any money. That's your sales pitch. It's your marketing pitch. I'll take care of okay. all closing costs. You know the guy's poor. He's poor. He came across bad luck. You get the feel. And that was part of your negotiation. So you negotiate. It's a commercial decision. You decide if you want to pay his closing costs or not. If, if you don't, if you think this guy should be able to afford it, then, then fine. At the, at the closing, you may have a balloon payment. You're going to pay him $50,000, say, balloon payment when you sell it, maybe, because the purchase price is more than the mortgage. He's got tons of money. So it's so whatever you really negotiate. Yeah, it, right. That, that's the key in what John's saying. It's what you negotiate at the front end. Okay. Sounds Now, before I go, I just wanted to ask the, the gentleman that asked about the, the uh, script for calling, if, if I'm calling the seller, I, yeah. My question is, is why is asking if the house is listed at the very end? Because if it's listed, we really shouldn't work with them until it, they are no longer listed. So why, why not ask that at, at the beginning? Is your house listed by any chance? Is this house listed or is it for sale by owner? Why don't we ask that first before we spend all the time finding out? So, so you can find out. If it, you, well, the easiest way you can find out if it is listed, just go on Zillow and see how long it's been listed. Because if it's been listed for a long time, then you can, you can still have that conversation toward the end of at least getting through the initial part of that, um, of that VA script. But, but by the way, this is about doing the VA call, right? Well, I have this, VAs calling, and I just, got a, I just got a lead today. And yeah. They told me, we sent you a yes lead, but then when I looked at it, at the very bottom it says, uh, the seller is going to ask his realtor if it's okay to do this because it's listed. I'm like, they go through all this script, and then they find out that it's listed. I don't even want to call a seller if it's listed. Yeah. 
I would, I, I would potentially still, still call it all depends on how long, but it would be the first question I would ask. So you've got to use some judgment there. Okay, Mary Ann? Mm-hmm. Hey, so okay. we're, we're, what we're going to do is, because we, we do have some more people that are in the queue, sure. and we're well into an hour here, but uh, okay, hopefully there was some good value in this for you, Mary Ann. Yes, thank you very much. Wonderful. Okay. Have a good afternoon. Okay. All right. Bye-bye. Yeah, bye-bye. Okay, who do we have now? Mike Tanksley from Phoenix. Hi there, Mike. Hey, so I have a few questions. I'm actually uh, attending the uh, Quick Start uh, on Wednesday, um, and I do have a few leads. Um, Okay. Question is, so uh, regarding the objections, so I I, I was trying to call no leads uh, because that's what my mentor suggested I do to kind of get get acclimated to – making calls. And yeah. a question that I got a lot was, uh, like, who are you and why should I trust you and uh, how do I know you're legit? And I don't have any experience in this, so I, I'm not sure what to say when they're asking these questions. Do you have the script? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there is a section here where Ron, I'm running over to it. You know, the thing is, is that, I, and I haven't looked at those kind of rebuttals in some time because I just roll with a lot that's there. I tell them, listen, I'm a, I'm, I'm a local uh, home buyer, but I can tell you this, that if there is an issue of trust, that would, that would make the difference as to whether or not if we can move forward. So I, I understand what you're saying. You certainly would have to trust me. <laughs> right. You tell them like okay. it is. Isn't that what Ron teaches all the time? Just tell them like it is. Right. Ron said, I want you to trust Yeah. Okay, so just let them know that I'm, you know, a new investor and um, I would, you know, I don't no, have I would, the experience. No, don't tell me you're new. No, I say that I'm I'm a local investor. I buy. I'm I'm basic. I, I wouldn't even use the word investor. I'm a local home buyer. That's the term okay. you want to use. I'm a local home okay. buyer, and uh, I've lived in this area. In fact, what, what you do is, is is you move them off the topic. I've lived in this area for I don't know. And I don't know what your story is, but if you've been there for 20 years where you raised your children, that's what you do. You give them a very, very brief history of who you are in the town that they're living in, or at least your familiarity with it. And then okay. they say, and of course, of course you would have to trust me on this uh, if we were going to move forward. There's no doubt about that. So let me ask you this. If we can agree on a price, or I'm sorry, if we can agree on the term, what would be the least you'd sell the house for? That's the first question in the million-dollar script. Everything in right. you ought to be moving to that first question as quickly as you can. And I know that you feel compelled, because a lot of us do, because we want to be nice and we want to be uh, accommodating. You don't have to go into exhaustive answers. You give enough to get to the million-dollar script. And it's remarkable how people will follow your lead. It's remarkable. Hmm. Okay. 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 Uh, yeah, next question. So do you? Um, how do you know when to... Uh, option a, a wraparound mortgage. When do you bring that conversation into the picture? We don't bring it. I don't, make sure I understand your conversation, but I don't mention wraparound mortgage to my seller voluntarily. No. Okay. It doesn't mean that we so, don't do it. It'll confuse them. It'll yeah. Confuse them. Yeah. I wouldn't even go. Right. There. Uh, sorry. Sorry. So, so when do we actually uh, bring that into the negotiation uh, when we're trying to structure the deal? Yeah, you know, like, it, at what time would you want to do a wraparound? Well, you know, it's in your P and S. You look at the P and S. There's words in there that's going to be a. Uh, I think it's they have different kind of things. I always put it as a wraparound. 
the PNS. I thought okay. Arsenal is also. Um, I don't have it in front of me. It's in the PNS, though. Okay. All right. Yeah, yeah and so, I, I just have one more question for you guys. Yeah, um, sure. So uh, I actually uh, submitted a lead sheet to you guys. Uh, the okay. name uh, under Cindy. Uh, no. The owner name? I don't think it us. We don't have it. I don't have it. Do you have any of them? I've submitted quite a few under Mike Tanksley. Yeah, we didn't get them. Uh, the good news is you're going to Quick Start. You're bringing those with you. Oh, yeah. You're going this way. Yeah. <laughs> I got about 15 of them. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good. Good. Okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll just save those. And I, I, got my, I got a mentor as well, so I can uh, ask her when I get on the phone with her as well. So. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, that's all the questions I had, though. Thanks, guys. I appreciate that. All right, Mike. Hey, it's really good talking to you tonight. Thanks for calling. Lisa. Thanks. Okay, who do we have now? Hey, this is Sharon from Jonesboro, Arkansas. Jonesboro. I've been to Jonesboro, Arkansas yeah. a long time ago. Yeah, my daughter lives in uh, just north of Little Rock in Cabot. Cool. Well, I won't hold that against you. <laughs> ah, there you go. I like you already, dude. <laughs> so what's, so okay. what's going on with you? So couple quick questions. Um, most of the people that I talk to, first of all, the market is really good. So houses around here that are decent aren't staying on the market very long. The, most, the majority of the people that I talk to that are wanting to sell, probably not really needing to sell yet, they want to sell and they, the reason they want to sell is because they're buying another house, they're building another house, a combination of that kind of stuff, and they need uh, X amount of thousand dollars to put down on their next house. If they had that, then they would consider letting us take over payments. I suggested to someone that they go refinance their current house Beautiful. and take that money to put on as a down payment. I'm not sure what exactly happened. Uh, they were supposed to find out in a few days if the seller of the house that they want was a go, and in the meantime, they went and listed it. So whatever. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm finding, I'm finding that situation a lot, so I want to be sure that I know what I'm talking about when I say to them, you know, uh, and I even called a, a local lender and said, is this a big deal for them to do that? They said, no, it's very common for someone to go refinance their house and then rent it or something and then use that money that they pulled out to go as a down payment on their next home. Yeah. First of all, let me say, I don't think you did anything wrong at all. I don't think you lost the deal here. Part of your okay. competition, now th this was a FISBO, right? Yeah, they didn't even have it listed yet. They called us off an ad, so nobody knew about it. They had, they, more than likely, they went and contacted a realtor and said, hey, we need to list our house. You know, they were supposed to have gone, and I haven't talked to him since. I'm kind of letting it, letting everything lie down. Because not only did they list it with a, a realtor, but then, uh, like within a few days of listing it, they dropped the price 15k. So they're desperate to sell. They're, you yeah. know, so it's kind of odd. And my my husband he said, you know, he said we should have told them if you do decide to list your house, be sure that you 
exclude us in case you decide you want to sell it to us. But my, you know, but I didn't even think about it. I didn't even want to plant a seed that they would even, you know, consider listing. I didn't even want to plant that seed, you know. But we right. probably should have done that and said, hey, that's a good idea. You know, we, you know, planted the seed somehow. But anyway, my suspicion is because the the idea was they were supposed to go to their lender and say, hey, we're going to refinance this house in order to pull the down payment out. Because we told them we didn't want to do anything that would jeopardize them getting the house that they want in yep. Little Rock, as a matter of fact. So, right. um, they, so we suspect they went to the lender, and the lender probably went, oh, my gosh, no, don't do that. You know? I would say, I mean, you really articulated this really well. I could tell that you've been exposed to Ron. You said the right thing. So okay. the, script, the script ultimately did its work. So they hung up yeah. the phone. There could be a hundred reasons why they changed their mind. There are a lot of people we talk to that say yes, or sometimes they come back. They don't have the credit to be able to do, to do the refinance. That's why they need to sell the house, get the cash, and they get to start over. It cleans, their, it cleans up a lot of stuff for them. There are a lot of reasons why. Or the realtor comes in. The realtor on these FISBOs are going to be your main uh, competitor, which is why I would tell everyone else that's listening, I know some of you are thinking, oh, they went for, you know, for sale by owner, but it's only been on the market three days. They're not going to want to talk to me yet. I promise you their phone is ringing off the hook, and every realtor yeah. worth their salt is calling them. So don't hesitate that, to call. Yeah. yeah, that's an issue too because first, not not a big one, but the first thing you do, you know, I have a hard time sounding like a sounding less professional, I guess, when I started in with the script because I try to imagine what would I sound like if I was really just call, just a regular Joe trying to call and buy a house because they they yeah. always ask, oh, are you a realtor? like no but we sound like a realtor a lot of times when we start asking these questions i'd say in fact i wouldn't just say no i'd say the good news for you is is that i'm not because we don't charge any commissions i'm a local buyer and uh, but let me ask you this and you just drop it you just sort of drop it in there and you move forward yeah. with it and control the conversation but i think well i think this was designed to do for you and this was not someone that was motivated to sell on terms I kind of, I kind of. The thing is, though, I kind of suspect their credit was okay because they've already gotten approval on the sure. loan for the other house based on as long as they have yep. X amount of dollars as a down payment. And you, so, yeah, so, you may be right. On that. Yeah, you you may be right on that, but the, it's just they weren't motivated ultimately enough to sell to you on terms. So, yeah. I, I, based on what you told me, What's that now? I said, based on what you just told me, and you expressed it really well, I don't think you did anything wrong in how you approached it. I think you approached it exactly the way that Ron teaches us. Do the but refinance. That is, that is an okay strategy. I mean, uh, another fellow, he has a construction loan, and he, uh, you know, he does this for a living, I think. And so yeah. you know, his construction loan's coming up, and like, it, it's, I, think it, I think a construction loan typically balloons so he's only got a few months left before it balloons, and he's going to have to do something right. or make two half payments. Yep. Yep. So, and so in that case, you know, would he do a, would he do a refinance? I don't know, but that's that's the option at this point that you'd give him. Um, okay. Well, I could do it if you're willing to do a refinance. I'll just cover the debt on it each month and cash you out as soon as I can cash you out in our agreed time frame. 
would that work okay. for you? Let's say that so right. much, would that work for you? Put it right back on them so I stay in control of the conversation. Gotcha. Uh, okay. So, in other words, that is typical. That's not anything weird to have them refinance. No. In fact, uh, it must have gotten in you somehow because that's exactly what Ron teaches under those circumstances. When yeah. They say, well, that's I have money for the next house, and this is how I always follow up with it, and Ron taught me this. Well, how much money do you need? They may surprise right. you. They say, oh, I need 10000 Well, if it's a $400,000 right. house, I may say, well, I might be able to work with you on that. Right. Four hundred. Yeah. Well, but then what's they that may say, you say, well, if you need 100 the only other way that I could do this and make this work for us would be if you took a refinance out and then I'll just cover the debt. Would that work for you? Or is that something that you would consider doing? They right. Say, yeah, I might consider that. Say, okay, well, listen, I want to get over there and see the house. Get them through the rest of the no of the um, of the million dollar script and set the appointment so you can get over there and see the house. And you bring the okay. contract with you. Okay. Uh, is this this next scenario is this too much? Because I'm I don't consider myself a very seasoned investor, but uh, a guy had a four hundred fifty thousand dollar house listed for first sale by owner, not listed. In the meantime. Suspicious to me, but in the meantime, his house caught fire, uh, started in the laundry room. And he said, I called him and asked him about it, and he said, it's about $100,000 worth of damage. And I was like, oh, okay, well, it scared me off, and I never called him back. Well, I had, out of curiosity, I looked and found out that he did sell the house for 106000 So basically yeah. for 206000 somebody's getting a $450,000 house, and I want that. <laughs> So what would you have done in a situation We don't like do that. burnouts. Listen, with a burnout, there's all kinds of things that are necessary. The, the, any, I don't know how it is in Arkansas, but I'm sure it's the same there as the rest of the country where the local building inspector is going to have you have a structural engineer, look at any, any of the main supporting members that have even just char marks on it. The electrical probably got to get gutted. The, the thing is, mm. people don't know. And may, even, even PVC piping is probably melted for your plumbing. So... Uh, there's just so much that can be wrong there. Uh, I'm not suggesting you'd never want to do it, but I think it takes a little more experience. Yeah, you know, yeah. in, in standing a burnout, you know, and it's just, it's just. Yeah, a, yeah that's I've heard of. Yeah. I've heard of too many people with experience getting in trouble, so I don't even want to touch that. So I'm glad I didn't yeah, mess with it. That, so. right. that right. All right, there. thanks, guys. Okay, great. All right, it's good talking to you. Have a great night. Maybe we'll see you at the summit. Oh, yeah, well, oh, yeah. we're going to we'll be, be there. We'll be there. We'll be there. Thanks. Good evening. Bye. I'll remember. Okay. All right, see you. Okay, bye. Okay, who do we have here? It looks like someone from Virginia, I'm going to guess. Richmond, Virginia. My name is Earl. Yeah, Earl. That's, I, know the, I know the area code. Yes, yes, 804. Yes, sir. I have a family down there. I'm up in uh, I'm up in Massachusetts, and I have family in Richmond. So welcome to the Oh, okay. All right, all right. Uh, first quick one. When I go to the quick start in Raleigh next month, um, my VA said that I can, they can, the day before or the day of or something like that, they're going to send leads. But can I, can I bring my own leads to the quick start? Oh, yeah, they love leads. They love leads. 
Lynette will be, she'll just give me your leads. Give me dozens of leads. Yeah, yeah, bring them all. Oh, get, them, love get them on the PI sheet, though. You can't just got to get them on the PI sheet. Yeah, we'll, we'll be, no, that, that's, that's what I meant. That's what I meant. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You bring, yep, absolutely. Okay, so I can bring my own. Okay. Um, um, also, the new script that you mentioned earlier, um, yes. do, the, do the VAs, are they using the new scripts now? This is that, that script that I was reading to you is not a VA script. You're talking about oh. the one that is, hold on. Yeah, the, v, the VA uses the PI sheet. The script is on the PI sheet. That's what they use. So I think the script okay. you're referring that was the updated one actually now has this opening line that says my job is to send an appointment for my boss yes 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 I, yeah that's not a VA you don't have a VA doing that call you're gonna okay uh, got potentially what well, you know and I can tell you that if you are mentoring with us or with any of the mentors what we're teaching we're teaching you how to have that conversation but at some point you're going to want to hire someone at some point to bring them in and you're going to give them that well, opening line so that they can get through the script. Okay. Well, it's interesting you brought that up because um, I have pretty much almost got my system like Ron Legrand um, on autopilot. I've got my VA, uh, um, and she's uh, got my website, and um, I have the Craigslist and all that other good stuff. They're doing my leads. Not, not only that, I was at Ron Legrand at Virginia Beach, and I was the one that he called up to the stage um, because uh, 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 Miss Wolf did one of my leads, and he called me up there and went over one of my leads. And not only that, I met my acquisitionist there. He saw me on stage, and I now have an acquisitionist that's doing my call for me. So uh, the only piece is missing is my private lender. And my my uh, acquisitionist just recently went to the uh, um, uh, uh, um, private lender thing, you know, with uh, uh, Jay Connor. So he's he's working on that, you know. Uh, but um, my uh, 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 question to you is this: I know that you guys sometimes partner with people uh, um, um, on deals because I've heard Ron, you know, you know, bring that up, you know, with some of the people. Um, my question is this to you. Um, I'm going to give you a scenario. Uh, let's say you're Ron Grand, and I would ask you, I've got a $200,000 property, pretty house here in Richmond, and I would like to use you or one of your team as a private lender and pay you 8% um, and go ahead and give you a piece of the uh, upfront or back in um, 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 lease option uh, um, tenant buyer fee. See, my goal is to make it so good that you can't refuse. Yeah, I don't think I don't think Ron would ever take anything like that. Ron would uh, Ron would be open to partnering with you on a on a terms deal if it makes sense that the terms deal has it, it has the right you know uh, value scenario on payment and you know there's a good good uh, back end equity. He would certainly right. partner with like that and plus a commercial he loves a good commercial oh he loves commercial you have to go to his commercial boot camp before he'll partner with you on a commercial deal yeah um, so, i am know. going to be doing that too yeah good that that's where he i know he would love to partner on a good commercial deal yeah okay and he has all of the strategies as far as how to pick the right properties so that i can bring it to him um now does he get on the phone and help me negotiate with them like my like a mentor? 
not uh, not uh, negotiating. What he'll do is give you he'll he'll give you some verbiage and what it is that you need to do to try to land it, and okay. uh, he'll do it in a very very typical run way. It's going to be pretty straightforward, but that's good. Okay. That's that needs to be laid out there. So. Um, yeah, you, you would need to generate something for him that he even sees that it looks like there's some potential. Then I think he would he would have conversation with you about what to do next. Um, okay, great, so, great. Well, let, let me ask you this. Why wouldn't uh, any of his team want to do a private lender deal? Well, wait no, it, 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 I, I can't speak for them. We can't speak right. for Ron, really. Right. And we right. can't speak for okay. his team. But I'll tell you what, we'll, I'll speak for myself. So you're in Richmond. I know Richmond, Virginia, kind of okay, yes. but not well yes. enough that I want to put some. I don't want to put any skin in the game down there because Richmond, Virginia, is not my farm area. Scott and I work in in New England and in Nashville, Tennessee. We just don't know Richmond, and so gotcha. so because of that, the risk is much higher for me. That's my perceived business uh, model. Okay, is that Richmond? I don't want to. I don't want to private lend to someone in Richmond. But there's all kinds of private lenders. You should have no problem finding. Private, private lenders. Is there a RIA group near you down there? Uh, yes, yes. Uh, I'm going to a Richmond Property Owners Association meeting tomorrow. Then do you, are, you, are you a regular member or is your first one? Yes, yes. Yes, what? Are you a regular um, I, I go, I go uh, quite regularly. Okay, good. So they've got to be private lenders there. Okay, okay. That's a, that's a good point. I can bring that up tomorrow to some of the members. I've tried to do some deals with some of them um, already. Yeah. Right. So, but, 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 so you're telling me if I had a deal in Nashville or in your neck of the woods, you might entertain uh, a private lender situation because you'd be able to get eyes and hands on the deal. Maybe. Okay. That's fair enough. Fair enough. Okay, well, um, since I already, you know, have my uh, acquisitions and everything lined up, um, um, uh, you know, I pretty much got my business on autopilot. Um, um, I'm looking forward to coming to the uh, quick start uh, in Raleigh and um, bring a whole bunch of leads there, too. I think that's awesome. That, yeah, you're going to get some good, good uh, connection there and some good teaching as well. So that, that, that's awesome. That's awesome. Well, I can right. tell you right now, I can tell you right now, going to the one in Virginia Beach was worth it because that's where I found my um, acquisition. So, and um, if, he, Ron, if Ron hadn't called me to the stage, he wouldn't have seen me and, 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 and walked up to me after it was over. So it was worth it. Awesome. Right, great. That's great. Hey, Earl, it's really good talking to you tonight. Thanks for calling in, and uh, I hope, hope there was some value in this for you. Yes, it was. Thank you very much. Have a good one. Okay. You got it. Yep. Okay. Who do we have now? Hi, this is Monique from Birmingham, Alabama. Hi there, Monique. How are you? Okay, so I am a newbie. I'm fine. I just ordered the program for Pretty Houses um, at the end of February. I've been following uh, Ron for a year, maybe maybe two. I, I've wholesale for the last two years. So now that I'm transitioning into the pretty house um, strategy or niche, I think um, 
I don't know. I'm getting kind of nervous because I've I've got the VA and the money is going faster than I don't know what as far as keeping um, the leads going, putting the hours in for a VA assistant. So I pretty much um, would like to know, like, as a newbie with a small amount to put towards um, advertising, which way to go? Will it be yellow? with a good response? Well, because Craigslist uh, keep knocking me back for whatever reason. I'm yeah. saying that my ads are in violation. Yes. Monique, the first thing, yeah, I know about Craigslist and Facebook's the same way. But look, Monique, the first thing is if you're doing successful wholesaling, don't quit that because you're, you're, you're swimming in the same pool where there's wholesale deals and there's free house. So you don't want to quit. And that, if that's making money for you, then don't quit that. You're still, still, still real estate. Right? Well, I just, I mean, the, I've never really liked wholesaling. My ultimate goal is multifamily. Um, it's because you got to kind of wiggle your way around and you kind of saying you're the buyer. I just, the, I like to be up front. That's why I like Ron LeGrand because he's like up front to the point. You either want to work with me or you don't. And my personality just don't flow. I've just been doing it just so I can get here, so I can get to multifamily. Yeah. No, I get you. I, I'm just saying that if you're making money at wholesaling, good. Let, let that money keep coming in to help cover. You've got you to eat. You've know, you got to make some kind of money. So, And then this pretty house business, you're just starting it now, right? You just got the course? Yes, that's correct. Yeah, it takes a little time. You're not, you know, it, and you've got to practice. You're going you're gonna to learn the scripts, and you're going to make some mistakes. We all do, and uh, it's just the way it goes. So it's not – some people will, will make a deal in the first couple of weeks, but – so it takes a while. So you got to be patient. You got to you got to work on the scripts, practice them. Um, now VA, uh, you know, if if the VA has all junk leads, then they're, they're not going to have you know good yes leads to come out the back end, so you can uh, make deals. So what exactly? Where that's why that's. Well, I'm getting them through. Um, the membership, and also Zillow. Today, she, it was her first time actually going and um, gathering leads for me because I only, like, had 10 today. Um, so, and those were a lot of wholesale deals um, that she gathered from um, Zillow. Like I said, wholesaling is big here, so saturated. Um, so most of them were those, and then, you know, you got you're not interested and, and just don't call. So it's not like they're not getting leads. It's just I haven't got to that yet. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, I think I heard you say a little earlier about uh, yellow letters. I'll tell you what, that's an expensive way. Yellow letters can work, but they're expensive. It, it sounds like you're on a budget and you want to make sure you don't overspend. So I, I'm going to suggest some of the cheapest ones. Oh, yeah. You want to do some driving for dollars, maybe? Uh, you know, driving for dollars is right. Mm -hmm. Yes. I'm very used to that. <laughs> as, a, yeah. as a wholesaler, I bet you do. Yeah, yeah. That, that's one way. And, uh, <laughs> Bandit signs are a pretty inexpensive way to get some leads. We've landed a good number of deals with bandit signs. There are other ways that are expensive. I mean, you could do some Facebook ads in your own uh, Facebook page if you did it yourself. It, it may or may not be effective. We, I think we had some deals from Facebook a, mm -hmm. a while ago. Um, Craigslist is another possibility. Yes, that can be uh, relatively cheap. Yellow letters are expensive. Pay-per-click is expensive. You can get you can get deals that way, but if you're on a tight budget, you don't want to start there. You can get a car sign, putting a sign car on your sign. car. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. 
Okay. So those would be cheap ways to do it, like the car sign, the bandit signs, the driving for dollars. Have you been a quick start? Yes, I have. He came here last year um, to Birmingham. Okay. Yeah. yeah then I you have I a quick start. A year ago, I'm sure, because I got yeah. I got the fast track. They were throwing money. It was good. It was great. <laughs> it was good. Yeah. It was in, great. in the quick start manual, there are a lot of references for the kinds of marketing that you could use, and you can tell uh, which ones are expensive, which ones are cheaper. Yeah, indeed he do. He have it, he also have it listed inside of the um the pretty house course as well. I just figured, hey, let me see if I can get some squeezed out. <laughs> so yeah. that's why I asked. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, excellent. All right. So that was, like that was it for me. All right. You sound very motivated. Keep keep moving forward. Yes, indeed. Okay, Monique. Thank you for calling in. I appreciate it. No problem. All right. Do we have anybody nope. else here? This and, is it. And, uh, wow. Wow. That, that, that was, was a, a good session. We're at 8.30, an hour and a half. So yeah. uh, great. Okay, folks. Well, thanks for joining the meeting. Um, Scott, anything you want to close with? Nope. Great. Hey, hey, if you and if you're not signed up for oh, – hey, maybe too late. If you're not signed up oh, for uh, the, the summit. summit. The summit's the end of the month. Yep. But March 31st through April 5th, I think it is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, or 4th, maybe it is. The 4th is Saturday, I think. Just check it out. Maybe this uh, room, the summit, is a great time to network. Absolutely, and, uh, yeah. Yeah. And the live calls are made there as well. Actually, if you, if you decide to go, look us up. I'd, I'd love to be able to meet any of you guys who are listening in. And if you are going already, you already know that you're going, look us up. I'd like to shake your yeah, hand just, for sure. just get to meet you. For sure. Uh, thanks for a good night. All I right. hope there was value for you guys. Good night, everybody. Bye.